Today, I decided that I really want to try something a little bit different here with this podcast. Now, this is a podcast about health and nutrition, right? So what better topic to add in than recipes? Making recipes. Welcome to the Easy Keto Podcast. Each week, join health strategist and keto coach Shyla Ann as she takes you on a journey to achieving wellness in your mind, body, and soul. In conversation with various experts, insider advice, and actionable tools are available at your fingertips so you can live an empowered life. And now, your host. Hello, hello, hello. I hope you're having a super awesome day. This isn't something I'm familiar with other podcasts doing before. Maybe they have. I'm sure they have. I can't be the only one who's thought about this. But... I feel super excited because in a way I get to walk you through some incredibly easy recipes. So speaking of incredibly easy recipes, today I decided to have some fun with some dessert cheese, mascarpone cheese. And I really hope I am saying that right. I know I tend to have an accent being from Hawaii. Even though I don't hear it, everybody else tells me when I travel, so excuse me if I'm not saying that right. (laughs) Mascarpone cheese is, like I said, a dessert cheese. It's super fun. It's super easy. It only takes two ingredients. You can eat it with a side of some awesome fruit. You can eat it on the side of cake. You can even use it as a topping for certain pies instead of whipped cream you know add a little flavor to your life you can of course buy this in the store like you can buy many things but today i really want to try something different and this easy recipe is someplace great to start you're also going to hear some background noise today some maybe liquid pouring some bubbling i'm not too sure how it's going to come across but i'm really excited to do this, to try it, and I hope you like it, and we can do more podcast episodes like this. Two ingredients for the mascarpone cheese. The first one is heavy whipping cream. I'm going to shake it up right now so you can hear that I have a big old tub of it. I always buy heavy whipping cream. I love putting it in my coffee in the mornings. I just drink black coffee with a dash of heavy whipping cream. I love it. And I also have lemon juice. I make a lot of desserts at home of different types of foods, of different ethnicities of food. I tend to use a lot of lemon juice, so much so that I found it easier to just buy a bottle of lemon juice from Concentrate. 100% lemon juice. Smell it. Yep, every time I open the bottle it smells exactly like lemon juice and I really love that smell really fresh really fragrant summer really okay so we're gonna get to cooking right now so in order to make mascarpone cheese we have to boil the heavy whipping cream down a bit so the first thing I'm going to do is I'm gonna grab out I have my one measuring cup and I have my one tablespoon There's a few kitchen gadgets you're going to need to make mascarpone cheese. You're going to need a measuring cup. You're going to need a tablespoon. And you're going to need a small saucepan. 
you're also going to have to set up a cheesecloth draining station. This is really easy. You are going to place two layers of cheesecloth. So get your cheesecloth, fold it in half, and put it in a strainer. And then place that strainer with your cheesecloth inside a bowl. Now usually strainers, they'll have little hooks on them. The hooks will hold them up. Now you're going to need this because when you boil down the heavy whipping cream, you're going to get some more thinner liquidy parts and a thicker parts. The thicker part is your cheese and that's the part you're going to want to store and eat. And I like to place it right next to my stove top because once I get my cheese nice and thick, I just got to pour that right in to my little draining station there. Perfect setup, a nice flow. So I got my draining station set up. I'm just taking the cap off of my heavy whipping cream and I'm going to be pouring two cups. I'm going to be measuring and pouring two cups of heavy whipping cream into my saucepan. Okay, now that I got my heavy whipping cream in my sauce pot, I am going to turn the heat on medium low. You're also going to need a whisk and a thermometer. If you don't have a thermometer, there's a really simple way to check if your cream is ready. And I'll tell you about that in a little bit when we get there. If you do have a thermometer, you wanna keep your heavy whipping cream around 190 degrees Fahrenheit or 87 degrees Celsius. So stir continuously, keep stirring, ensuring that the cream does not burn or heat up unevenly. It's not gonna take very long to get to 190. Once we get there, I'll tell you the next step. So now that our cream has reached 190 degrees Fahrenheit, we're gonna go ahead and add the two tablespoons of lemon juice into this sauce pot. Keep the temperature on, put the lemon juice on. You're gonna see it as it starts to boil. It's starting to bubble up right now. That is completely normal, completely fine. Just keep mixing it, just stir it, stir it, get it nice and blended in, get it nice and even. And then briefly just take it off the heat and continue to stir it. Let it go down to about 140 degrees Fahrenheit, I would say, and then put it right back on the heat. You're gonna see the cream start to thicken even faster, start to bubble up even faster, and it looks truly amazing. It's so amazing how something so simple, two ingredients, and we can take this heavy whipping cream and make cheese out of. So remember what I said earlier, if you don't have a thermometer, the best way to kind of tell that your cream is ready to strain is you're gonna take a spoon, you're gonna stick it in that cream, and you're gonna see if the now thickened cream sticks to the back of your spoon. Now I have done that as well, just to test it. I do it all the time. It definitely works. It's a great way to tell that your cream is ready to be strained to make your cheese. I'm taking my sauce pot off of the heat. I'm turning off the oven top right now, turning off the heat. Always remember, turn off the oven, turn off the stove top before you move on to the next anything you do.
one little bonus trick I would love to give you since we're on that topic is you know that little light on your your range top, your stove top? Anytime I use any of the burners, anytime I'm baking something, broiling something, whatever it might be, I turn that light on so that I automatically know, everybody in the house knows that something is on. And if that light is on and we don't see anybody watching something, okay, then we start asking, oh, is anybody cooking anything? Or if that light is on and nobody is cooking anything, then we know, okay, we can turn it off. It's safe now. It's fine now. So it's just kind of a little mental note if you guys want to start incorporating that into your kitchen, into family safety, kitchen safety, all that good stuff. And if you do, I would love to know about it. I love sharing tips. I love when people start using them. And I would be super excited to know. <laughs> Back to this how-to recipe podcast. We've taken off the sauce pot from the heat and we're covering it right now. You can leave it on a cold range top, a cold uh, stove top, or you can put it on the table with a cooling rack underneath, whatever works for you. Just cover it and let it sit. Let it cool all the way down. I usually do this for about 30 minutes to an hour to make sure it's completely cool. So I've just checked on my cream, my cheese. I can touch the outside of the pot without any worries. I can put my hand on it, leave it there. Now that my sauce pot is cooled down, I am going to strain it. Really simple. We already made our straining station earlier. All we're going to do is we're going to pour all of our cream into the strainer. So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm pouring all of my cream into the strainer. I'm just using a silicone spatula to make sure I get as much cream off of the pot, the side of the pot walls as possible. That is pretty much it. You can use, if you have any excess of the cheesecloth, you can just fold it right over your little draining station. So I usually have some excess cheesecloth. I just fold it right over. Or you can even use plastic wrap. Just cover the top of it, stick it in the fridge, let it drain overnight or at least eight hours. So if you do this in the morning, it'll definitely be ready in time for dessert. All right, so welcome back. It is now the next morning. I'm, I took my cheese out of the icebox, the refrigerator, and I'm looking at it and I can see on the bottom there is some liquid. We're going to leave that there. That's the stuff we don't want in this cheese. The stuff that is caught in your cheesecloth. Now that is the mascarpone cheese. You simply just put it in a container. We usually use glass jars in my house. Glass, Tupperware, stuff like that. We don't really like to have stuff sitting in plastic. But whatever you have is perfectly acceptable. Cover it. So your cheese is now ready to eat. Take a little test sample. See what you think. Do you like it? Are you excited? You, is this the first ever time that you made cheese? Because you seriously just made cheese. Pat yourself on the back. I'm patting myself on the back right now. I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> Doesn't it feel super awesome to do this kind of stuff on your own? Like, I love it. But go ahead. Store your cheese. Bring it out for dessert later or when you want a quick snack. 
This cheese perfectly complements fruits. Slice up some strawberries, throw in some blueberries, blackberries, raspberries, whatever berry you want. This cheese can store in the icebox easily for a few weeks. It doesn't normally last that long once you get into it, so I wouldn't worry about that at all. But you know what? I do want to say how interesting it can be that you can take two simple ingredients and totally transform them into something else. I mean, that's what cooking is in general, right? It's taking your ingredients, each individual ingredient in its raw form, bringing it together and transforming them into something completely different, a completely different dish. You can take things like green bell peppers, curry powder, coconut milk, shrimp, throw them all together with some onions and make a coconut shrimp curry. I mean, it's so amazing. Cooking, baking, it can all be very simple. Some things, like this cheese recipe, just take a little bit of time. That's it. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Easy Keto Podcast. And if you really like this format where I walk you through making a recipe, let me know. I'm excited to hear from you. I'm excited to hear some feedback. Go show off your newly made dessert cheese. I'm serious. It blows so many people away when you tell them that you've made cheese. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you've been loving the Easy Keto Podcast, be sure to leave a review. It really helps me to get the word out. To find out more about this episode, please visit easyketomenus.com or come say hi to me at Easy Keto Menus. I'm on all your favorite social platforms. Remember, when you move with pace and purpose, you'll be able to achieve your dream goals. Until next week, have an empowering day.